Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. Today we have a very special guest and she actually is on the West Coast. I think I'm a little extra excited today because our guest, Sarah Kilby, is now for a short time living on the West Coast and she and I were both living in Florida. I know Sarah because she and I went to the, well, she went to the high school for a season of life where I teach and then she finished up her high school days kind of at a collegiate program. But anyway, I'm excited for you guys to hear from her. She is a photojournalist. I think she does videography as well. So we'll get an opportunity to hear from her. I'm excited. Uh, so without further ado, let's bring in our guest for the Agape Leaders podcast, Sarah Kilby. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to, to be on the podcast. I'm very excited to have you here. Uh, and yeah, me too. Yeah, praise God. I, I, You know, we were talking a little bit before we came on the air, and uh, I, I tell people this, this podcast is a Christian-based podcast. Our focus is to help people grow in Christ. And I had said to, for you guys out there, I said to Sarah earlier, that, you know, it's just really cool. I'm going to ask her to tell you a little bit about what she's doing right now, but I'm going to preface it by saying this young lady is a superstar in Christ. She just picked up and left and she didn't just <laughs> go a couple of places. Like I told you guys uh, in the intro, you know, I'm excited because she's on the West coast and, and here we are on the East coast and you can't get much farther away from home than that. But uh, Sarah, <laughs> You know, thank you for coming in. Would you just tell tell uh, our listeners just a little bit about what you're doing uh, today, kind of before we get into uh, the Christian growth portion of the podcast? Yeah, so I just graduated from University of South Florida with my degree actually in broadcast news. However, I found more of a liking towards the videography portion of it. So I found, after I graduated, I found an opportunity to come out to Sacramento with a friend who lives out here, who's uh, finishing up her last semester. We found a short-term lease and just decided to sign so I could, um, you know, get away for a little bit, get out of my comfort zone, try and work on getting experience and just live something different for a little bit. So how do you like California, Sacramento? Yeah, so... Anytime I've been to California, it's been to visit my friend and um, she lives by LA. So okay. it's completely different than Southern California. It's yes, very it different. Um, it's cold in the mornings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a little chilly out right now. It rained last night. It woke me up because I was a little worried because I was like, rain? That's not <laughs> supposed to happen here. <laughs> but um, it's been fun. And, you know, it was something that. So the reason I came out, I just graduated from USF and I was in between, like I didn't have like a job that was like holding me back there. Um, I was working at a place, it was at, it was at a spa, so I didn't really need that experience and I had been working there for a year already. And it's my friend Lexi's last semester here at um, Sacramento State University. Mm -hmm. So we found this apartment that does short-term leases. So we just did a four-month lease and then just kind of uh, going with the flow up here, trying to get any experience I can, 
but it's more so just to do something different, get out of my comfort zone a little bit and mm. just see what there is. <laughs> wow. You said get out of my comfort zone. <laughs> oh, praise <laughs> God. You know, I feel like Christ is going to take you out of your comfort zone. If you want to go with Christ, then you're going to have to be willing to go out of your comfort zone. Oh, just you saying that. Oh, that touched my heart. Just hearing, <laughs> hearing those words. I'm a high school teacher, as you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the students, they don't want to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Anything that's uncomfortable, I won't say anything. It seems like many things that are uncomfortable, they say, oh, that, I'm confused. I don't understand. And I don't think it's that they don't understand. I think it's they realize it's going to take me a second to figure this out, and I don't want to take that second. But to hear you say that you want to get out of your comfort zone, all right then. Do you see your? <laughs> do you see yourself possibly? This is just a random question. Uh, she has not had time to prepare for this question. Do you <laughs> see yourself possibly going into mission work? You know, um, actually, I'm not really sure if it has to do anything with my, and I, you know, wrote some notes about one of the questions that you asked later, but um, if it has to do anything with, like, uh, you know, it depends, because I really don't like making videography, and I don't really like mixing them too much, Mm. because I found that when I do that, I it's harder for me to pay attention to what I'm really there for. Mm. Um, so it depends on where I am. I feel like a lot of, I have a lot of growing in my faith to do before I can get there. Um, and, you know, it depends on where I am when the opportunity comes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, you guys, you guys don't, don't have the pleasure of just being here and seeing Sarah. As, oh, <laughs> did you hear what she said? I'm, I'm, I'm growing in my faith. I'm not, I'm not there. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I know I sound weird, but it's just, it's refreshing. You know, I've, I've, I've known you mostly. I feel like I know you, but a lot of it, of it has been kind of from afar. I've been blessed to, to be around you and we've hung out a little bit at cross country meets and, you know, uh, at church, but most of what I've seen is just, watching and admiring you from afar uh, and you know so I'll, I'll put that out into the world and let everybody know yeah sarah kilby is somebody that uh, you would do well to get to know and she certainly is admire worthy uh, so so you're out there in california and and not just california but anywhere what are some lessons that you've learned you know as you've been able to share your faith you know in this world of videography or photography you know it's just like you said you know you you want to be able to pay attention to something whatever it is that you're doing so mm-hmm. what, what are some lessons that you can share with us today yeah so i would say one of the lessons like um kind of going on what i was just talking about i used to work with lakeland vineyard my old church so i would do a lot of the the behind the scenes type of stuff And I kind of realized that when I was there doing those things, I wasn't really able to focus on the message. Mm. So I think one of the lessons I've learned is um, if, you know, 
my career path and religion cross each other, I kind of want that opportunity to learn to be separate from it. So maybe if I'm, you know, I've filmed a baptism before, I don't feel like that's, you know, getting in the way of me learning anything and growing my faith. I love doing that because I love being able to share that and spread that with other people. Um, But I feel like when it comes to like Sunday service messages, it's best for me to separate myself, be the note taker and not get my work involved in in that because it quickly becomes work instead of church. Um, So I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned through that. Wow. That you just said a lot right there. (laughs) You really did because there was a season of life where I was working in the sound booth and I didn't articulate my feelings the way you just did so eloquently. But I think that's how I was feeling was, you know, I, I feel like I'm up here and I, I can take notes and I can listen, I can, but I also have to be aware that if there's a sound glitch, that's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't work with the lights. I, I have worked with the lights, but that was pretty straightforward. But the way you articulated that, okay, I see you, Sarah. <laughs> and, you know, and I used to film, like, announcements. I used to film my pastor doing his announcements, film extra videos. That I love doing. Mm. And then those would just air on Sunday, you know. So that never really got in, in the way of me learning anything. And it was just a way for me to contribute in a way that I like to contribute. So that's fun. But on Sundays, I need to be separate. That's my time with God, and I don't want to get work in the way. <laughs> Man, that's that's so good. That's that's a level of maturity that so many people, I don't think that they take. You know, that's I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So you're out there in California. What is God teaching you these days? Oh goodness, <laughs> a lot of trust and mm-hmm. patience. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically with my career path, um, it can take you anywhere. You kind of start low so to say you get what you can take at first and then you work your way up from there it's all about experience um and it's kind of just waiting for his will to be done and um not trying to take control over what he where he's trying to place me um so a lot of patience a lot of trust i've applied to many jobs out here and I've only landed the freelance gig. I um, applied to a soccer videography with a professional team. Um, and that is like a dream goal of mine. And I went through two interviews. I went to a game and everything was going re- really well. And they ended up taking somebody else that had more experience than me, which was frustrating. But I understand that, you know, for some reason that wasn't the spot where I was supposed to be. Um, so just a lot of, it took me three weeks maybe to get to that part to find out from, you know, the initial reaching out or saying, Hey, I'm interested in this position to finding out that I was rejected. I was a lot of patience and a lot of trust. I had to just, you know, give it to God and let him do what he's going to do anyway, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. I I forgot to ask you, uh, would you tell our, listeners a little bit about your faith journey you know we all kind of have that journey so I grew up Catholic um so I was baptized when I was like a newborn baby Catholic so 
I've always had Christian values instilled in me. I've always believed I've never went through um, a time of doubt where I didn't believe that, you know, God is real and things like that. But I always have believed I've always relied on him. However, with Catholicism, um, I was young. So even though I was going like every Wednesday to those classes where you, you know, wear an extra that, you know, youth classes, uh, I really didn't feel like I was um, dissecting things and really, you know, learning them. And of course I was young. So, you know, how much really does when you're, I was probably like, you know, five to 10 when I was practicing Catholicism. So how much really do I dissect at that young of an age? You know what I'm saying? So um, it wasn't until I met my best friend, April, um, and she was going to Lakeland Vineyard Church. She was going twice a week. And she kind of, anytime I was with her, like if I spent the night that weekend, we were going, she had to go to church that weekend. So I kind of was just there by default. Um, and of course she just inspired me by putting that idea in my head because that's something that my best friend does. And I like spending time with my best friend. So that kind of just put the idea in my head. And then it wasn't until junior year of high school that I really got more into it because I found out I have an autoimmune disorder, which takes a really long time, years even, to diagnose the specific type of autoimmune disorder. So it's a lot of tests. There was, I remember going to um, getting blood draws and they drew uh, 15 vials of blood at once. Mm. And the lady that did it was not very good at drawing blood. I was like pouring blood out of my veins. I had big, huge bruises for weeks. So there was a lot of, I was at the time I was a minor. So I had to go to like a pediatric doctor. So I had to drive all the way to Orlando. My mom would take the day off of work and every few months we would be in Orlando. I'd be missing school for a doctor's appointment. So it was just a bunch of that, a bunch of tests, follow-ups, um, keeping an eye on things. And then I can like, can't even count how many doctor's appointments I would just get back from and just like cry, just cry so hard because I have no idea what's wrong with me, how to fix it or, you know, things like that. So I was living in a very hopeless, fearful state and was very tired of that. So that's when I kind of decided that I needed to dive a little deeper in my faith because God is the only one that can control that and help me with my feelings there. And he knows the plan there. Um, So that's when I started. I told my best friend, April, I really want to get more involved. So I started doing stuff with Lakeland Vineyard and going to church all the time and then working with the church. And I was very involved in the church. So that's how that all started. Wow. And, you know, I've been to Lakeland Vineyard more than once or twice. So uh, for you guys out there, I will tell you a special moment that Sarah, I don't think I've ever said this to you before, but I went to Lakeland Vineyard one time and I was, I don't remember, I think you and I maybe had spoken uh, and I said, hey, I'm going to be coming uh, to the church and, you know, hey, are you going? And you said yes. And I can't remember, it was over a year or so ago. Uh, You were in college still at the time, and I think you were home for the weekend. When I walked in the church, you were standing in the back. And I thought 
that, you know, oh, okay, well, maybe she just got here. And I, I think I said something like whatever comment. And you said, oh, no, I was waiting for you. And that, oh, my gosh, that touched my heart. And, <laughs> and, and as they say when they sell stuff on TV, but wait, there's more. So we go and we sit down and we're doing the service. And Lakeland Vineyard does, they do communion pretty much every week. Mm-hmm. And it's a really sweet communion because you can, you kind of go and as a family, you can take communion. And I'll never forget, I was, I was standing and I was praying and you touched my arm and you invited me to do communion with you and the rest of the group. Oh, <laughs> oh, to me, that's church. Like, like Sarah, you are what Christ has called us to be, to be the church for people to feel welcome. You know, I, if, I mean, I, you know, my guy is the pastor there, so I'm coming to Lakeland <laughs> Vineyard anyway. But, yeah. but if I had, if I was unchurched, so to speak, what you did that day impacted me. You may, you probably don't remember any of that. I don't. <laughs> but I remember all of it like it was yesterday. Yeah, but because think about it. when it's who you are. Wait, oh, this person and I are meeting at the church. Well, let me wait for them to come in so we could go sit down together. So you know that that's who you are. So of course I do it all the time. I didn't remember that one time. You know, it's, oh, so yeah, so so. You know, as you say, you know, you're figuring out and you say, well, I'm giving it over to the Lord and and just kind of dive deeper into my faith. Uh, Sister is working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It is definitely, definitely working. Uh, I think you may have said this when we were talking a little bit before we came on. And uh, I'm going to tell on myself a little bit because I may edit some of that into the into the podcast, but uh, tell us, uh, tell me again, kind of, and I think you said it when you were talking about making sure you kept your videography separate from your, you know, kind of when you go to church. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to know how you continue to pursue the the videography, you know, and you know, is it going to be two separate things? I guess is what I'm asking. How how do you pursue your dream, but at the same time pursue Christ first? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say keeping them. I know it seems odd, and I'm not necessarily uh, encouraging everyone to keep you know work and religion separate. But for me. I'm a very bad multitasker, so I can't do both at the same time. Um, So I think the way, you know, is definitely keeping them separate. Like I said, if I have opportunities where I can film something that's, you know, not impacting me learning a message, then I'll definitely take that opportunity. But for me, where, um, you know, Christ comes through my career field is just by letting him come through me. And as I, um, of course, you know, with my specific industry, mm-hmm. social media is a big part of it. And if my all-time all goal is to get up to film a professional soccer team, you know, I would hope that my Instagram, you know, grows as well. So it's about just knowing 
how many people and who is looking at you mm-hmm. and understanding that it's not me myself that is doing the work. It I'm doing what God has instilled in me and I'm letting him work through me. So it's about, um, you know, one of the biggest things I've learned is just not letting any of those compliments where like, oh, wow, these pictures are great. Mm-hmm. Oh, this video is awesome. Not letting any of that get to my head because wow. you have to, you know, divert that back to God because it's him that has given you the skills and ability to be able to do that. So I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Anytime I receive any kind of um, encouragement and things like that, or uh, like affirmations and um, praise for the work that I do, I just got to say, well, you know, I do it because I'm able to through God. So I think that's how I include him in my field. Yeah, that's really good. And and I like what you said about compliments and things. It can be so easy to begin to think that, hey, I really am that on my own. Mm-hmm. And I can hear you saying, uh, if I really am that, it is because of the Father. It is because mm-hmm. of what Jesus Christ did for me, and I received it, and now the Spirit of the Lord dwells in me. So that's that's awesome. Uh, one thing I, I probably could have asked a little bit earlier, but I'll ask it now, especially as you were going through the learning about your autoimmune, I'm assuming you said it could take years. So I'm assuming you're still in that. Yes. <laughs> so, so what, what Bible passages, what, what, how do you, how do you draw strength from the Lord as you move forward? And I'm going to, Hopefully, I'm not overdoing this question, but I, it just jumped in my heart, so I'm going to ask it this way. There are many people who feel like if I love the Lord and I'm living right, I won't get sick. So if I'm sick, it must mean my faith is not real or God is not real. So, right. uh, so that's kind of a double question. What, how do you use the word of God to kind of get you through and also kind of speak to people who think that way? So I'm going to answer the second part first. Um, I actually also, this is a little bit different, but I also found out that I have epilepsy just okay. a few months ago. So health has been a huge play in my faith because especially with finding out I have epilepsy, I was in the hospital the end of June, Mm. not too long ago. um, And I had a seizure, a grand mal seizure at work. So that has left me scared, anxious, fearful, but I know that that's not where I should be. So I think, with health, that's really how uh, God has uh, played into my life. Um, And I honestly feel like I'm obviously experiencing all these things for a reason. And I feel like almost it's because I believe in God. So it just seems like, why would he give that to somebody that doesn't have any hope? You know, so (laughs) So it's easier for me to deal with because I have so much hope and I have, um, I know, I know for a fact that it's, I'm going through it for a reason. And I've learned that it's taught me so much about just living in the moment, living for today, 
not worrying about tomorrow, even though it's hard, I'm still learning, but I know that that's what I'm supposed to learn. Um, so I really do feel like I don't really doubt him when things are happening health wise, but I, 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 you know, realized that I have hope and that's why I was given an issue to deal with. And I know that I can deal with it because he's, you know, put it into my life. So that's how I deal with that. Um, and then I would say my favorite verses, I've got three favorites written down and they're all kind of like cliche verses you've definitely heard before, but those are the ones that really stick with me. Um, one of them is Hebrews 12, one. So the end of the verse says, and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us. So that one I learned when I was running cross country and track in high school which also played a big part in my faith because I feel like running is so much, you can relate that to so much, especially when you're running long distance. Um, and I really related it to my faith. Like you don't start well, you don't start fast. It's hard at first, but after training, you get there, you build endurance and you're able to keep pushing through. Um, so that's where I learned that verse. And then um, Joshua 1.9 is one of my other favorites. And it says, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Um, so that one, especially, I mean, I've already mentioned a lot of the things that I'm dealing with are very scary. And I um, have a way of turning them into scarier things, you know, my brain just kind of snowballs for whatever reason. Um, so that one helps me deal with like anxieties and things that just come from day to day life. Um, especially too with my industry, a lot of risk is involved, like moving across the country, not necessarily uh, yeah. <laughs> has anything to do with my industry, but um, you know, a lot of the times, like I said, where you start low, you take what you can get. And I've always had to understand that I might be moving somewhere in the middle of nowhere with nobody um, mm. just for a job, just because that's usually how it goes at first. Um, so that verse has helped me when I'm looking at risky situations um, and understanding that he's there for me and I can be strong and courageous because he's not putting me in a position where I can't handle things, where I'm going to be uh, threatened and, you know, he's, he's going to be with me wherever I go. Um, so I like that one. Let's see. And then my other one is Matthew 16, 18 it says, mm -hmm. and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So I think that one is a very empowering verse. Um, so kind of looked into it a little bit and Jesus there reminds us that the church as in the people called by him, people who endure faith to the end, they cannot be overcome by anyone, mm. not even the evilest of the evil. So this is just empowering because those thoughts that make me think I'm not courageous, I'm not strong, I am fearful. Those are evil. So they kind of, those two last verses kind of play into each other. So it just rem it reminds me that like I'm building my church where I am 
and I don't, mm. nothing can overcome it. Um, so, and especially with my industry being, um, you know, thriving off of social media, it's, there are haters everywhere. Mm. <laughs> so you can't really escape that. And you often are your own biggest critic. So that itself is a hater. So you got to shut that one down too sometimes. <laughs> um, so especially like for me, when I go back and watch old things that I edit, I'm like, oh, I could have done this. I should have done that. But mm. now these people have this life token, like a gender reveal, engagement video, family portraits. They have this thing they're going to hold on to forever. And I feel like I could have done better on it. So oh. Those are thoughts that are getting my head that are evil. And then I have to like reverse before they turn into pessimistic thoughts. Um, so that verse just reminds me a lot that like, like from those things where I'm like, Oh, I, I should have done this differently. I'm like, okay, well next time I will, mm. you know? So, and that's what comes with like, you know, experience and learning and stuff like that. So that verse kind of just reminds me to just empower myself and know that nothing's going to take me down and that, it's all part of life, a part of the process, and we're getting there. <laughs> wow. Praise God. You know, when you, when you said Joshua 1 and 9, I, I wrote down uh, Joshua 1, 6, 7, and 9. And the reason why I love those three, and I, and I have them here, uh, because, you know, God is talking to Joshua, and he says in verse 6, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people. And, and I'm, um, I would love for you guys listening to, to go in and read uh, these passages. So I'm not reading the whole part. I'm focusing in on the be strong and courageous. Verse seven, he says, be strong and very courageous. And then he gives them a little bit more what he needs to do. And so by the time he gets to verse nine, that's why I love verse nine so much. Because by the time he gets to verse 9, it's like he's saying, I told you to be strong and courageous. I told you to be strong and very courageous. And then he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. So it's almost like he's confirming with that third one, be strong and courageous. And, mm -hmm. and I say all of that because listening to Sarah Kilby speak, Sarah Kilby is being strong and courageous. <laughs> life's, not, life's not going easy for you. And I'm going to say something, and I'm, I, don't, I don't mind, I don't because I know where my heart is. For those of you who don't know and you can't see Sarah, Sarah is a very beautiful young lady. If you were to look at Sarah, you might assume that she has it all together, far. <laughs> She's athletic, she's beautiful, but Sarah just told you, yeah, I have it all together spiritually, but physically, there's some things that I'm having to deal with. Are they going to overcome me? No, but do I have to deal with them? Yes, and I, I think we can take a lesson from your life, Sarah, and that is, yeah, life's gonna come at you hard, but Jesus Christ is standing right there. You know, I like to tell people, when you read the Psalms, I think it's Psalm 115, and you know, I would encourage you guys to go and read this Psalm, because the Psalmist doesn't say, you know, God will give you a shield. 
He said, hear, O Israel, uh, God is your shield. So let that marinate. God is your shield. Well, what is a shield? A shield is something that's in front of you. It protects you from anything coming. So he's not giving you a shield. God tells us he is going to be our shield. And I see that in your life. You are allowing God to be your shield. And I'm so thankful uh, that 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 we've been able to have you. I want to, I, I, I'm not done, but I want to say something real quick and I hope I don't take too much time, but you reminded me of this because you were talking about, you were talking about your hope in Christ. You were talking about your, your medical issues. And you said, I know where I'm going. I know, you know, you're, you are firm in your faith. And it reminded me of a story. This old pastor was sitting in a church and he was going to be a guest speaker in this church. And the pastor, you know, said, Hey, this is a, a, a you know, a longtime friend of mine. And, you know, so he invites him up to speak. And the pastor is telling the story and he tells of a time when he was, you know, younger and his son and his son's friend, the three of them were boating and the, the water started kicking up, the boat kicks over and the son, the father and the friend are now all in the water and the father can save only one, his son or the other young man. And he's telling this story to the church. And he says, I looked at my son and I said, I love you. And then I saved the other boy. And my son perished in that moment. And, you know, of course, the people are like, <gasps> you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, I saved the other boy because I knew that my son was secure in Jesus Christ. But this other young man did not know Christ in that way. And so I said, I love you to my son because I knew where he was going. And it turns out that the young, the boy that he saved was the pastor of the church where he was the guest speaker. Oh, and wow. so he, had, yeah, so he had come. To, and so I think people, especially here in America, we get so focused on the big car, the big house, the great job, the money, 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 that we actually think that God needs to fall in line with that program. And mm -hmm. so hearing you speak and hearing you say, I'm going through these physical things, but I'm secure in my faith. I know where my hope is. And I pray for you guys out there that you would hear Sarah being real with you and saying, yeah, I got issues, but I got God. Yeah. So I, I wanted to kind of, kind of share that. Uh, I mean, you've given so many, but what are some words of encouragement uh, that you have for our listeners? More words. You know, can, we, <laughs> can we pull some more from you? I would say my biggest thing, again, cliche, but something that running has helped me with, it's not a marathon or it's, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
So everything takes endurance, practice, training, whether it's professionally, religiously, mm. athletically, everything, you know, it takes a while to get there. Um, but the more you train, the easier it gets. And I used to think too, of course, I think running helped me so much with my faith because I was running nine miles. And what mm. else do you do during that? But think, coach would not let us listen to music because you can't mm. listen to music in a race. So oh, you're just thinking. Enough. Um, so one of the things I thought about is, and I see this all the time when I'm run running, um, God is like in front of you, beside you and behind you. So he's like the, the person that you see ahead of you, that you're keeping your eyes on to keep pushing and going forward. You want to be that person that's ahead of you. He's the person that's beside you. He's going to run with you. He's going to be your support. He's going to take whatever pace you're going at. He's right there with you. Mm -hmm. And then he's behind you when you fall back. He's that person where you're like, okay, I'm getting a little behind. Let's pick it back up. And he's mm -hmm. never, he's never going to put you in last place because there's always going to be him right behind you. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm writing ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I'm a note taker. If you don't know this about me, uh, you guys out there and, and Sarah, I'm a note taker and, uh, I, I, am not going to lie and say I always take notes, but I, I'm ready to take notes when I need to take notes. <laughs> and I, I love that. I've never heard anybody kind of say that. And I think there's, that's so rich. He's never going to put you in last place. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so good. I hope that, I hope that, you know, I, I hope somebody gets that. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that was for somebody uh, who might be going through something, you know, and, and they feel like the world's against them and, you know, and everything's on top of them. And it's like, no, 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 no. God's never going to put you in last place. He's got mm -hmm. your back, you know? So, oh, praise God. Praise God. So I, you've said this a lot, but you haven't told us, where you are on social media. You, you talk quite a bit about uh, yeah. social media. And I would imagine uh, that uh, some of our listeners would want to catch up with you. And I would encourage you guys, if you're going through something, Sarah's a really good person to catch up with. Uh, <laughs> she may or may not remember this. And I can't remember the whole thing, but she posted something on... <laughs> It was a TikTok or not a, a tweet. A tweet. It was so long ago. I don't remember everything. I just remember the punchline. But it was, uh, you know, I don't remember it. So I'm going to make this part up. You know, uh, something about if I see my friend crying or so. Whatever it was, it was something. A friend was having a problem, and Sarah said, "Because I'm like, so who do I got to fight?" You know? <laughs> I will never forget that. That was one of the funniest things ever. But but that Sarah Kilby, like her heart is, she has a heart of gold. So tell us where we can find you so we can start following you on social media. Yeah. So my Instagram is kilby.creations, my last name dot creations. And then I have a website too with all my stuff and it's just kilbycreations.com. All right. And I will put all of that in the show notes. So if you guys weren't, you know, able to write that down, no big deal. I will put that in the show notes so you guys can reach out to her on Instagram and 
on her website. Now, if they go to your website, is there a way for them to connect to you through your website or? Um, I, you can definitely DM me through Instagram. I'm not sure if I have it set up where you can reach out to me through my um, website, but that is something that I should get on. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, uh, I'm not trying to, to add anything. <laughs> I just was asking the question. We have a, uh, Agape Leaders has a website and we have a contact. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, contact that us. And then there's a form there that you can mm -hmm. fill it's out. It's possible that's on my website, but I don't yeah. remember. It might take you straight to Instagram. So yeah, well, I can I can tell you I have one. The vast I would say ninety percent of the contacts that I get uh, are robots. Oh really? <clears throat> yeah. So uh, <laughs> maybe we'll be doing away with it pretty soon <laughs> ours, ourselves. Well, that's good to know then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, hey. Uh, it was amazing to have you on here. Uh, I, I'm blown away by you as a human being, you know, uh, by you as a Christian. And I'm glad that I got to say some things to you today that you probably didn't know uh, about the impact you've had on my life and on my walk with Christ. So, so uh, thank you so much for, for coming on and good luck out there. Thank you. <laughs> well, wasn't Sarah an amazing young lady? You know, you sit and you listen to her share her testimony and she's not walking this perfect, God gave me this, God gave me this, I have this life. You know, she said God has given her hope and that's what she needs. That she, that's what she relies on. And I love that because it's so easy not to focus on God. You know, and to hear her talk about, hey, I'm not a multitasker. I don't multitask well. So when I'm at church, I wanna be focused on getting the word. And then when I'm doing my job, I'll be focused on doing my job. And so, and I believe that there's an implication there that even when she's doing her job, she's gonna do it in a way that brings honor to God. And that is something that we can kind of take from her. So uh, it was really a pleasure to spend some time with her and kind of get caught up. Yeah, but that's all we have for this episode of the Agape Leaders Podcast. You know, please, if you are enjoying this podcast, please share like and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I would really appreciate that. I know our staff here would really appreciate that because it helps us to know, hey, keep moving forward. You're doing all right. So if you'll do that, I would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, you have a blessed week.